Hello everybody and welcome to Perspective Season 2, a podcast about the many facets of reality. We are Magdalena and Beatrice and today you are going to listen to Side A of the series themed episodes. You need to imagine the air being moved suddenly against you as the train screeches to a stop in front of you. There are screens everywhere, aggressively inviting you to buy stuff you don't need at prices they're not worthy of. You've found refuge in the shade of a pillar and you wait for everybody else to step inside the train before hopping on yourself. You've become a little agoraphobic in recent years, haven't you? You sit in the middle compartment, the one that doesn't have any floors above it or under it, because when you sit in those, you feel you can't breathe. And then, this big metal snake jerks softly to a start. You feel like Pinocchio inside the ribcage of the whale, except this is an earth animal you're inside of. There's a screen that's supposed to tell you which stop is the following, if the toilets are free or not what temperature there is inside and outside the void entrails of the snake. But it's broken, of course, which doesn't mean it's turned off. The metal snake goes, just goes, swerving every now and then, more or less softly. Outside, countryside, fields. From inside the metal snake, it looks like nature, like wilderness, But of course the country is not nature, nor wilderness. We just like to project our distaste for the downsides of being city people on the countryside and have ridiculous expectations of nature. As the middle snake rattles through this unending plain, smoothly carrying us with it, we would kindly recommend to please lower the tone of your voice and your telephone's ringtone so as not to disturb the other passengers. It's no wonder to me why the pastoral genre was a city invention. For millennia, everybody has wanted to go back to nature, but nobody ever wanted to do it on foot. You reach the other city, stone buildings that look like whipped cream. I think cities can easily be found to resemble people. And as with people, I think the time in your respective lives when you meet affects greatly how much you're going to like each other. And yet, it's a tricky business. Some cities let themselves be known much sooner and much deeper than others. Some cities I've known all my life I still cannot say what kind of person they are. Some cities I've been to only a couple of times made me feel I had known them all my life. Bologna, for example, is definitely a sfattona. I have no idea how to translate this word. It's normally translated as potheads, but it's a lot more than that. Gosh, you should just go to Bologna to understand what I'm talking about. A spattone or a spattona is a person who, yes, evidently is a pothead, but it's more existential than that. A spattone is a person who takes everything easy. Someone who just lives and lets live. Who likes being around people and laugh and eat who doesn't give a damn about what you're wearing nor about what they're wearing, who just likes chilling and only next to acceptable hygiene standards because they're simply allergic to worrying. So that's what Bologna is, a spattona. 
The minute you get there, you just feel free to be whoever the hell you want and cheers to that. There's a warmth, something of a convivial cheerfulness to that city that I just can't help loving with all my heart. Perhaps it's all the red and orange and yellow in the architecture, all those bricks. It must be. But when you're there, you're just who you are and the rest is sunny skies. Torino, instead, is basically Bologna's opposite. And it's no wonder that often people who don't like Bologna instantly fall in love with Torino and vice versa. Because Torino is nothing less than a princess. The wide roads, the orderly right-angle crossroads, the clean sidewalks, the sober tones of the buildings. And yet, in all its majesty, Torino is, like all princesses, mysteriously otherworldly. Its elegance and clean lines are all telling of a transparency that paradoxically cloaks a profoundly dark soul. I promise it won't take you long to understand why Torino is a vertex both of the black magic triangle and of the white magic triangle. Just in case you were curious, the other cities of the black magic triangle are London and San Francisco, while those of the white magic triangle are Lyon and Prague. Consequently, you will also not find it so surprising that this princess city is also a hub of underground punk anarchist culture. It's as if Torino, behind a veil of refined silence, held a very intimate secret. As I walked through the streets, along the river, across the squares of the city, I could feel it whispering to me, I will not slam my beauty at you. I will give you time if you can give the same to me. Don't be afraid of my dark corners, because it's thanks to them I will protect you. And then, only if you want, you can walk through me and know me, secret after secret. I always felt Torino to be the sweet, discreet, good boyfriend who helps you heal after a bad heartbreak. I wish everybody could feel like that about someone, or someplace, at least once in their life. The train stops. It's my turn to cut a wound through the snake's side and hop off and let the rattling go ahead of me. Screens everywhere. Street lights, traffic lights, zebra crossings, backpacks, suitcases, trolleys, sunglasses, cars, car exhaust, concrete, stone, screens, ATMs, words, ringtones, cars, other noises I can't quite figure out. It's funny how we've made up this notion that nature is silent, or that silence actually exists in nature. We're so weary of the endless flow of artificial sounds we expose ourselves to in our city lives that we need to find consolation in this idea that outside of the city there's a parallel universe where silence exists. It seems to me that nature was always this grand receptacle for city people of their every frustrated desire for a less city life. Just had to be the opposite of the city, as long as it could be tamed, as long as it could be harnessed. Teddy bears came from the city. Riverbanks came from the city. Cities can break your heart or give you peace. City is a whole universe. They can be ghosts or dreams. Sometimes I wonder if those two things are the same. Cities 
were built to protect us from nature. Cities were built to create solidarity, a law against murder and hunger. Cities were built to give roads, to give clean water, to give remedy to disease, to give power to ethics. It's funny, right, to think about it now. But cities were supposed to give power to ethics and take it away from nature, which of course never had anything ethical about it. What's even funnier, at least in my opinion, is that we city people, instead of remembering that cities were supposed to make our lives more humane, we tend to forget that the cruelty of cities, as they are today, is much closer to nature than any of our made-up pastoral notions of nature. Social alienation wasn't invented in cities. Perhaps loneliness was. Indifference to the alienated wasn't invented in cities. All truly wild things are pitiless. What was invented in cities instead was the ability to betray expectations of solidarity. A truly wild thing will never expect solidarity of you, and will never give you any even if you expect them to. But that a human, instructed in the laws of ethics, should be able to betray them, that is something only city humans are able to do. We tend to forget that kindness doesn't exist in nature. Beauty does, indeed, but not kindness. Perhaps we should take more care of our cities, of our human communities, and make them the humane places they were meant to be, instead of projecting the best things cities promised and failed to deliver us onto a made-up notion of nature. Some cities came to me like gifts. Florence gifted me happiness with that sweetness in the air. Toulouse gifted me the startling realization that sometimes life can also treat you with pleasant surprises. Avignon gifted me the integrity of peace. Some of the best memories I have are about getting lost in a new city. An airplane streaks the blue skies with a line of white. Techno music from a screen. Another train screeches to a stop in front of you. You hop on. You sit in the middle compartment where you don't feel too much like you've been crammed inside a sardine can. The big metal snake jerks softly to a start. And you look from the window, whatever it is that we want to believe a city is not. You just listened to Sai Day of the City's themed episodes on Perspective Podcast. Our theme music and the background music of this episode are by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. To contact us, write us an email at ourperspective.podcast.gmail.com or find us on Facebook slash ourperspective.podcast or you can follow us on Tumblr where you can read the transcript of the episode. It's perspectivepodcast.tumblr.com. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for Side B of the City's themed episodes. <laughs>